Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank you for listening to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you've joined us. I hope you have enjoyed the last two weeks of program. We had uh, uh, we had Dara and Christy on, and we also had Carissa and Sarah. Well, tonight you are going to be blessed with Missy and Tiffany. First, where Missy Massey is going to be sharing her testimony. Such a powerhouse of God and uh, such a creative woman uh, you come in and you see all the creative decorations and she has a lot to do with that and so we just thank you for joining us and listening to her testimony for women's conference you know when bella first told us that she wanted us to do this i kind of freaked out a little bit i'm not gonna lie and I had to go back and apologize to her because it was disrespectful to her because I believe she hears from God and if God told her that we're supposed to do this, then we can do it, right? <laughs> um, I'm just going to share, I'll tell you first of all, I have a hard time following notes, so I apologize ahead of time if I stumble a little bit because it's just hard for me to do that. And it's been a few years since I have spoke and then that was to teenagers so um but when I was thinking about being a warrior I was thinking about how we tend to especially women but I know men tend to do the same thing um, we compare ourselves to other people whether it's our looks our our shape you know our spouses our family our kids our job you know whatever it is we compare ourselves to other people and I was thinking you know I find myself comparing my situations to other people. I find myself comparing my strengths and my abilities to other people. You know, like, well, she's going through this, and that's way bigger than what I'm going through. And so, you know, what I'm going through is not really a war. It's not a battle because it's not nearly what she's going through. But I feel like I'm learning that it's not about that. It's about our own individual um, battles and the things that we face personally um, in our life. And I was reading the other day, you know, we hear this story about Abraham and Sarah and how God gave Abraham the promise, you know, that Sarah was going to, at 90 years old, she was going to have a son. And she doubted that. And she compared her own, where she was at and her own abilities to the abilities of Hagar and she didn't see in herself the possibility of being able to fulfill what God said that he was going to do in her life. And so she compared herself to Hagar and did her own thing. And so many times we do that. And I find myself doing that, you know, comparing myself to other people. And it's like, you know, I can't do that because that's, that's a little out there for me. That's out of my comfort zone. And so anyway, we, we tend to do that, but the thing that I'm trying to learn and it's hard to learn is that God knows what is in me and God knows what is in you and so no matter what your situation is no matter what you're facing what the battle is God knows what's in you and he knows the abilities that are in you and he knows what is going to be required of you in the battle um, and the battles are not all supposed to be the same 
If all battles were the same, there would be no need for strategy or faith because we would all just know how it was going to play out and there would be no need for that. And, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so there has to be um, a need for faith, which means there's going to be different kinds of battles. And so, and something else that I thought of is, you know, a warrior, what makes a warrior a warrior? They're in warfare, you know, without war, there would be no warriors. And so we are going to face war and we're going to face battles and there's always going to be another battle. You know, we, we can think, you know, man, once I get past this, then I'll be, it'll be easy cheesy, you know, everything will be great and I'll be able to handle it. But you know what, there's going to be another battle just around the corner. And so that's something we have to look forward to, you know, there's going to be another battle, but that's another opportunity for God to show himself in our life. Um, and I, one thing that I've always tried to do, I'm not saying that I always do this, but I try is in situations when I face battles, I try to always be like, okay, God, help me to learn what it is you need me to learn in the middle of this, because I don't want to have to go through it again to learn it, you know, because there's been times I've gone through the same battle over and over again, because I'm not learning what I'm supposed to be learning. And so we need to ask God that, you know, God will, he will show us things. He will show us what we need to learn in the middle of a situation. And, um, when in the, in the middle of a situation, things are not always going to make sense and it's okay. They don't have to make sense. I don't know how many times I've said, I don't understand. I don't understand, but I'm learning. I don't have to understand. It's not up to me to understand. It's up to God to understand. And he already does. And he knows the big picture. And in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the NIV, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So God help us to trust him in our battles because he has the battle plan. Um, in my personal life, this is where it gets hard. <laughs> um, you know, you don't like to talk about things. And past, past battles, you know, we have things that are in the past that we battled, and then we have things that we battle currently. Um, in the past, you know, I'm not going to linger on this, but... I, as a child, I went through um, sexual abuse, and that's never a good thing. But God has helped me to see that he's used that in my life many times to minister to other young ladies um, who have been through the same thing. And so when we're going through a battle, it, it's horrible, and it has horrible effects on our life. But there's always, Dwayne preached the message one time, that there's always something positive. You can always find something positive in every situation. And so what I take from that experience as a child is that, okay, God turned it around and he's used it to minister to other people and to change their lives so maybe they can minister to somebody else who's been through the same thing. And, and I can say that he's brought supernatural healing in my life in that area. And it's been something that only God could do. And I am so thankful for that. Um, so that is 
a, a past victory that I can look back on, and that's a testimony that is only God. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but I want to ask, you know, what about the battles that are still raging on? You know, I have, Bella has told me so many times, or Tiff or any of our girls, they say, you're a warrior, you're such a warrior, you have such a testimony. And I find myself so many times being like, mm, you know, once I'm through this, then I'll have a testimony. But right now, it does not feel like a testimony. And I felt like I couldn't share it because I haven't reached testimony stage yet. And again, God's teaching me that it's not about the end game. It's the fact that I'm in the battle and I'm fighting and I'm, I'm standing. I'm not on the floor. <laughs> that is huge. And so that, that's the mentality is, you know, we think, you know, when I get through it, then I will be, it'll be a testimony. When I get past this, then I'll be a warrior. Um, when, when we realize the, the fact that I'm still fighting in the middle of the battle is a testimony of God's faithfulness and a testimony of my faith and my trust in him, no matter what the enemy wants to throw at me. Um, so there's two things that I'm going to talk about. One of them is very, very hard because I don't talk about it to anybody. Um, that is a battle in our life. Um, in June, it will be eight years. On June 21st, it will be eight years since I've seen or talked to my oldest son or my grandbabies. And it's been a life-altering situation. Um, it's been very hard. And it's been messy. It's been very painful. It's been a lot of tears. And some days feel overwhelming, and that's okay. Um, I felt like I was weak when I had those days. But Bella told me one day, you know, you know what, it's okay. You have this, you have this day on birthdays or holidays or, you know, those things that are hard, but don't stay there. And so it's okay if you have those days. It's okay when there's hard days because you're not going to stay there. Um, battles get messy. They're painful and there's bleeding. But a warrior is not a warrior because they don't get injured in the fight. A warrior is a warrior because they continue to fight in the middle of it when they're wounded. They keep fighting in the face of battle. It's okay that some days are harder than others. It's okay that I don't feel like a warrior when I'm limping around. But I won't stop fighting. I won't stop believing for what seems impossible. And I won't stop declaring complete healing and wholeness for my family every day. And that makes me a warrior. And then the physical battle for next month will be six years that the enemy has been fighting me to the nail to get me down and to keep me down. Um, and I've thought so many times, well, when I see my healing manifested, then 
then I'll be a warrior. Then I'll have a testimony and I can tell everybody how amazing it is and I have my miracle. And nope, it's not about that. <laughs> because every time, I know that every time I get up when I feel like staying in bed, every time I get up here and sing when I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stand or collapse, it's it's another arrow in the enemy. It's another it's another shot at the enemy and it may not always look pretty. It may not always feel pretty. But battle's not pretty. And so I will continue to fight. And a good thing in the situation is you know, it's it's been one of the hardest things in my life because there's no answers. You know, the doctors don't have answers for me. But in the beginning, they told me that this is really, really rare. And they didn't know how to handle it. They didn't know what to do for it. And I, I guess just really quickly, I developed blood clots in some of the main veins in my digestive system. And it cut off blood flow to my di uh, digestive organs. But God is amazing. <laughs> And my body started forming collateral veins, vessels around that to help compensate for the blood. And it's not what my body needed, but it's still blood flow, thank God. And so miraculously, I had no ischemia. I didn't lose any of my intestines. I didn't, all of that they told me was a miracle. It was a miracle that they found it when they found it. And so I believe that all of that was a God thing. You know, because they, I had more than one doctor tell me this should have killed you, that you shouldn't be here. And over different situations in my, my physical health, there were like three different things that they told me the same thing. This should have killed you. You know, you shouldn't even be here right now. And, you know, the enemy's still fighting. The enemy still tries to get me down and, and some days are harder than others, but I won't stop fighting and I know I know that God will honor that and I don't know when I don't know what it's gonna look like but I know that I'm going to get that healing and the devil he don't like it but I'm gonna continue to do that because again every time every time we choose to to do rather than to quit it's just another another strike at the enemy and so um, while there's a lot of unanswered questions, uh, there's a lot of pain physically, mentally, and emotionally involved in it, a lot of opportunity for doubt, a lot of negative reports, and looks impossible to the doctors, but I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here, I'm, I'm still alive, and I will still continue to declare that God is faithful and that God is the healer. You know, just because I don't see that whole manifestation of it doesn't change what God's word says. And so I know that I am healed. And um, two years ago, the enemy decided, well, let's just try one more thing. And so I had, they found cancer in my kidney. And so it's like, really? <laughs> but the good thing, they were able to remove all of it. 
and there's no more of it so far there you tested me and still none, no trace of it and so i'm still here <laughs> and i'm a warrior so whatever you're facing in your life is a giant in the moment and your giant looks different than somebody else's but you're still here you're still fighting and you're a warrior every time you get out of bed when the depression says stay in bed you're fighting and that's a, a strike at the enemy every time you sing praises to God when you feel like crying and feel like a puddle on the floor it's a strike against the enemy and so remember that God knows what's in you he knows what's in each one of us he's not surprised by what we go through it's hard to understand sometimes God why do you let us go through this but he knows more than we know he knows the big picture so keep fighting until you see the answers keep fighting until you see the healing manifested keep fighting until you see your family whole even if it don't look the way that you imagine it to be because it's not always going to look the way we think it's going to when it happens and I have to be okay with that and that's tough but God's smarter than I am I heard the other day somebody said this and I just thought it was really neat so I'm going to just throw it in there Daniel's trust in God did not change where he was at but it did change the outcome of his story and so in the middle of your situation just keep trusting keep fighting keep keep showing up keep doing don't quit because it will change the outcome of your story so keep trusting in him and then there's just some scriptures uh, three scriptures I just want to share real quick just as encouragement first Corinthians 16 13 be be on your guard stand firm in the faith be courageous and be strong Psalm 31 24 be strong and take heart all you who hope in the Lord thank God we can hope in him because our hope can't be in us or people be can't be in the doctors it can't be in anything else um, Isaiah 41 10 so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand so just like God knew Sarah's abilities that she doubted and did not believe were there he knows what is in you and me he knows what it will cost us his strength is what we what will sustain us in the middle of it so we will be strong we will be encouraged because he is our war strategy and we will keep fighting because we are warriors Thank you for joining us tonight, and you've been listening to Missy Massey uh, and her testimony. And now I'm just so thankful for this opportunity I have. Tiffany Kramer, my daughter. All of those were my daughters in the Lord, and this is my natural-born daughter. And she is going to be sharing what a powerhouse she is. And uh, all of these ladies, God's just got so much ahead of them. And uh, thank you for listening to them. 
And we'd love to hear your comments in and encouragement to these ladies as they minister. Uh, I want you to repeat after me. Put your name here. I'm Tiffany Kramer. And I'm a warrior. You really are. You're still standing. You're still standing. And uh, it's really funny. Dara knows, knows I'm doing this because we were sitting around in one of our 3,000 meetings and we're like, what are we going to talk about? What are we Whenever um, mom said, I really feel like the Lord wants, wants you girls to speak and we're like, get behind me, Satan, you know. But, <laughs> but then we were all convicted and like, we, yes, ma'am. Anyway, so the next, next meeting or so, we were chatting about what are we going to talk about? And I said, I feel like because I'm guilty of this myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my, my struggles. Um, I, I am a pastor's daughter, um, and I have been for a really long time, and it's the, it's one of the best gigs ever, but it's also one of the hardest things. But I always say I'm just a pastor's daughter. I'm just fill in the blank. I'm just a lot of things. <laughs> and so I'm trying to remove that from my vocabulary. A warrior would never say, I'm just a warrior. I'm just a warrior. What do you do? I'm just a warrior. Really? Then you're not my warrior. <laughs> right? Nobody would seem just a warrior. So I'm not just anything. I'm a warrior. I want to talk about the difference between a soldier and a warrior for just a minute. Soldiers are so important. Our troops, I mean, who supports our troops? Everyone, right? But not every soldier goes to the front line. But every warrior runs to the front line. They refuse. It doesn't matter what's going on. If they're a warrior in their heart and their soul, they're running to that front line. And we need soldiers. Soldiers, they, they, have, they are a militant follower of an organization. So that's, you know, we, we are the church and we have a pastor who's our leadership. Um, a soldier is a fighter by profession, but a warrior exhibits great courage when times come, though he's not a fighter by profession. A soldier's paid to be a soldier. A warrior lives to be a warrior. A warrior has the freedom, if they take it, to work outside of the army, but a soldier does not. A soldier would get in big trouble if he's just like, you know what, I'm going willy-nilly, I'm going to do whatever I want. Sorry, sir. You know, that's the end of his career as a soldier. I often personally battle with feeling, I'm just going to read this because it's better, okay? Um, like, I, I, measure, I don't measure up to the other ladies and ministers around me, just like Dara said. Comparison is probably my worst habit. I'm good at it. Like I excel, but that's not a good thing. And I'm learning that. Um, I could use my past to be an excuse. I, I have a lot of excuses and I'm the what if queen. I can what if the heck out of anything, just try me. <laughs> so I came from a broken family. 
everything I knew about life, which wasn't very much because I was just seven years old, um, but it was my world, completely exploded when I was seven. I lived a charmed life. I was, I didn't even realize it so much then as I do now, but the stage was my friend. I knew no, no stranger, no stranger. That's what they tell me. That's what I'm told. And I really, I I was not shy. I was not backward. Um, But when my world exploded, everything changed. And just like every little kid whose parents divorce that you think it's your fault and you think what did I do what did I do but the truth is at seven years old I learned what it was like to not be enough for someone I didn't understand that but it shaped my adulthood that someone who I wasn't enough for was my biological father it wasn't just me, you know, it, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't nobody, it was no one's fault but his. He made choices, and we all make choices. And by the way, don't believe everything that you think. Don't believe everything that you think. And that's what I'm learning to do. The reality of my family situation was that we weren't enough for my father, and that changes a person. It mixes up your world, it turns you upside down. And I learned at age seven that life wasn't always fair. Like I said, I heard stories that I never knew a stranger. I wanted to talk to anybody who would listen. I laughed all the time. I loved easily. I trusted easily because that's what a kid's supposed to do, right? But I have to tell you, that doesn't sound like me today at all. But that's changing. One day my mama said, you didn't always used to be like that. And I was like, what? What? Because I was talking about how I don't like to hug. I'm not a hugger. No offense. I do hug. But I don't like it. <laughs> a lot of the time. Now, I, there's people that I trust and I hold close. And that's different. It's not personal at all. It's personal because of me. But my mom said, you didn't used to be like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, what I said earlier about you, you used to never know a stranger. You weren't scared of anything or anyone. And they would worry about me wandering off because I was just happy-go-lucky. Let's go. That was me. But those of you who know me now, who don't know me very closely, um, I'm often thought of as, as a snob. I'm stuck up. But I'm not, I'm just scared to death. I became a fearful little girl. So much so that it became a real life stronghold in my life. So much so that I had to be delivered from it. And one night, I was ha- I had had nightmares, and I won't even go into them because they don't deserve out loud speech. But I had nightmares for the longest time. I don't even know how long. A long time. And I don't remember if I asked you to pray for me or if you're like, that's enough, we're doing it. But I went into my parents' room and knelt at their waterbed, you know. (laughs) That's how long ago it was. (laughs) It was groovy. Anyway, um, 
Nope. It wasn't the spirit of God. It was the water. They probably, you know, you have to burp water beds. Anybody remember that? You have to take a broom and go. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but that's the first time. My parents, and, and at this time, my dad was just my stepdad. Okay? At that time. He was just my stepdad. But that day, things changed. They anointed me, and they prayed words that I couldn't pray. And they broke that spirit of fear. And the nightmares stopped. They stopped. That was the first time that I recognized God do a physical, real, tangible miracle in my life. Because I went from terror to peace. And you have to walk into that sometimes. And I just walked into terror, you know. But so that's the first time that I saw God built God do something big. But aside from being in a broken home and getting past the fear, um, I had it all together, I thought. Um, I had lots of friends in school. It was very popular. It was outgoing. I had this huge hair. It was amazing. I had lots of blue mascara, and it was so cool. Anyway, um, I lived in a very happy home, but as I got older, I experienced heartbreak. This, my story is no different than, than yours, and I'm not going to go through all of that. But I began to understand more of how I had been blissfully ignorant as a child. It's a beautiful place to be. <laughs> you know, because once you know something, you're responsible for what you know. And you don't know it, you can just hee-haw around, but that's fine. But what I didn't realize, that as I, start, I experienced that heartbreak, I continued to experience rejection from my biological father through adult life. But I, I decided to dig a hole. Actually, I fell into a hole that was already there. And instead of digging it out, I burrowed in deeper. I'm sure there's some animal that does that, but somebody else can talk about that. But I built walls, big ones, strong ones. I would have kept the foreigners out of our borders. Um, but that's fine. Um, I didn't trust anybody, and I still struggle with trust. I do, but God's working on me. I'm dealing with it. I'm pushing through. I lived a life in a fishbowl. It was a beautiful fishbowl and God blessed me with my father he's my father my daddy I watched my parents serve the church for um, 1,000 years I that's how long they've been here I watched them and my parents have they're still to this day don't think that they go home and talk about you because they don't they go home and they love on you more. They put you in their closet and they pray for you. And they lift you up no matter how stinking you're being. But they never brought that hurt home. But as I got older and less stupid, I saw the church beat my parents. But they taught me how to stand. They taught me that it's usually not personal. Sometimes it is, but it's not something that they could do anything about I've I've seen them lied on lied at <laughs> lied about never did they complain to my knowledge unimaginable cruelty that did not help me be more trustworthy 
It did not. But it made me angry. So then up went another layer on my wall. That was my choice. You have to understand that was my choice, but that was my, it was my, my defense mechanism. But in that I've harmed not only myself, but others. I have missed opportunities, but that's ending. I realized that my trust issues were mostly me. I didn't trust me. But God started chipping away at my wall. So gentle, so patient. I've been unreasonably blessed in my life, so undeserving. He's been so gracious to me. I'm humbled and I'm thankful. And I have to make a declaration to you goofballs today. It's time that I take my rightful place. I've been the court jester, and I love that job. It used to make me want to throw up, but now I look forward to it, you know? <laughs> um, but last weekend, I was with my mom at Springfield, and when I go on these things with her, I'm just, I'm an armor bearer. I'm just there to give her some water, give her some mints, carry whatever. Just, I'm there for support, and, and because I'm really, I love to get that time with her. But I'm just sitting there minding my business and I really needed to go pee. And, it, and she was winding up. Excuse my, I needed to tingle. Um, and so I got up from my seat and I, and, I, and I thought she's almost done so I'll take my bag back to the product table. And so I'm doing this and I'm on the front row. And you know how you do, like nobody can see you. If you do this, if you do this, they can't see you. I told Lou, I'm like, stop doing that. People can see you. And then that's what I do. Anyway, but my mom said, uh, Tiffy, don't go anywhere. Do not call me Tiffy unless you're my mother. Um, Tiffy, don't go anywhere. I'm like, I got to go. She's like, don't go anywhere. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. Okay. She said, come here. And I'm like, listen, my mom don't prophesy over me. She prophesies to the Lord about me. She calls my name out and lifts it up all the time. I know that. I can't even tell you the times I woke up listening to her crying out to God, and I'll never forget that. And um, But she prophesied to me some really, really strong things. Huh. Mm -hmm. What she doesn't know is that was confirmation. I had just told someone that none of you know two days before. I said, God's changing my spot. He's doing something. And I feel like my humor, that's who I am. I do, it is a defense mechanism, but I do like to be funny. I'm, I'm excel at what you got, right? So I don't know, I don't know what God has in store, but a mantle was placed on me and it had been placed on her from her daddy. And I accepted that mantle. So I am declaring today that I'm moving up. I'm accepting the mantle. I'm stepping out of the shadow of mom and dad.
I'm not just an entertainer that doesn't pay well. <laughs> but I'm a warrior, and I'm called to war for this season. I'm a back row person, but a frontline warrior. So I had some other stuff, but that's the important thing. So peace out, homies. Thank you for joining us today at At The Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.